Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toppy, toppy. Hashtag Buckheaders. That's magnificent. Hello, John. Up and down. Well done. Bye bye. Hello and welcome to Verkamp Wonderland. We are an Arsenal podcast and tonight we are joined by Mark Andrews and Gav to talk about Mark's book that he wrote with Matthew Bazell. I had it written down but it's at the top of all my notes. So you wrote a book with Matthew Bazell about the Arsenal songs and Arsenal chant. The book is called We've Only Got One Song, Arsenal Terrace Songs and Chants. So first of all, gentlemen, thank you very much for both joining me. And Gav's going to behave himself for the entire show, aren't you, Gav? Scouts on her. Right, so first of all, where can people get the book and when's it coming out, Mark? It's already out in that Legends Publishing have got it on their website. But the first tranche of books have sold out. Uh, That's why it's gone back a bit on Amazon, because he had to print some more to give to Amazon, basically. So Amazon, it's coming out, I think, on the 12th. It was originally late November, but it's on the 12th. So it'll be on Amazon. Um, or Legends Publishing, who basically published it. You right. can pre-order the book off Amazon, though, can't you? They are selling it at the moment. Yes, they are. Yeah. You just have to wait till the 12th, and then it'll be delivered after that, yeah? Yeah. And if you go to our YouTube channel or our website, and indeed the Facebook page, then we can put a little URL there to link you to the um, the publishers and the Amazon one if you want to get it from there. Right. First question I've got for you. What gave you the idea to write this book? Well, Matt, really. I was doing stuff, the, the Royal Arsenal stuff and the complete stuff. And then I got an email from Matt out of the blue and he just said about what's the history behind certain Arsenal songs. And I sort of didn't really know. So I looked into a lot of it and it became quite interesting. Sent him loads of stuff. And from that, he then said, do you want to write it with me? So I thought, well, that's a good idea. A bit different to what we to what I normally do with Andy and the Arsenal history. It wasn't as vigorous, shall we say, on some of the stuff. Because it was, it was just songs of its chart. It's, you know, it's terrace, it's terrace history, basically. Um, mm. So basically, yeah, Matt come up with it. And then we got a bit more into the history of it because he's got a lot. He had lots of knowledge of the 80s and 90s um, chants. Started speaking to a lot of different people, Kelvin um, and Gary the Gooner. And they gave us 60s and 70s chants. And then Matt started looking around different websites, found different stuff. We got stuff from Gav. Got stuff from Davy Boy, the other people, and it just grew from there, basically. All right, Gav, when, you've got some questions, Gav, so whenever you've got one, just tell me to shut up and then you come in with one, right? Yeah, no, go on after you, mate. Lovely. My next question, Mark, is how did you find the chance from so many years back? Now, I know you're you're, you're pretty um, skilled at, for all the other Arsenal history books that you've written of going back and finding old newspapers and things like that. So how did you go and find all the old chants? Because I doubt very much anybody brought a book out, did they? And there's very little video or audio going back all those days because I think the oldest one you said you found was what, 1892? Yeah, 1892, Tarara Bombier, the Arsenal's one today, which is basically a musical, um, musical song. So yeah. it's not a chant, it's a song. It's, um, but, I mean, for, for, from when I wrote The Crowd um, as my dissertation for a degree in 1990, if you actually concentrate on what the crowd does and what a crowd, our crowd behaves, you know, you can look at certain things like, is there any violence, any verbal stuff, you know, how they react to a goal, the opposition scoring, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the big things that I found in, in the crowd, which I was expecting, was that was a lot of, a lot of singing, 
a lot of chants, a lot of dancing, etc., etc. So I just was, I just really looked at the papers again, Kentish Times, Woolwich Gazette, and the one I found was was Tarara Bumdier, the answers one today, and I looked into it a bit more, and they did sing it a hell of a lot of times because it was mentioned more than once. I did find papers alluding to stuff before 1892, but they didn't actually explicitly say what they were. That's what we've said in the book. It's it's the earliest recorded chant. We know they they sang before that. Would it have been like sort of like popular? I guess back then it would be the musicals in London, wouldn't it? Oh, would absolutely. It, would they have yeah, just yeah, sort yes. of sung like just the popular musical, popular songs at the time, so to speak, like much the way that Liverpool in the 60s used to sing Beatles songs? Yes, uh, completely. Virtually every single book um, and every single song that we've got in the book from the Plumpted era is based around a a, a musical. They, oh, okay. You know, and they're virtually all American songs, to be honest. Virtually none of, well, none of them were, all emanated from America. It's really bizarre. I didn't wasn't expecting that at all, to be honest. But that's how it how it, how it, how it happened. The other thing I found was. Um, they used to do the, um, the like the Pompey chimes, the Westminster Quarter chimes, as it's called. So they do, you know, like you, you've now you've got same old Arsenal always winning, or opponents do same old Arsenal always cheating, or as you say, taking the piss. They had play up Arsenal, which was I'm not sure whether it's before Portsmouth. I think it's probably just slightly after. But they they used that quite a lot. That was in quite a lot of of the early of the early stuff. But you're right, most of it's musical, adapted to musical. But the, the Tarara Bumdio one was the first one, um, or one of the only ones that was specifically Arsenalised. The rest of them, they just seemed to sing because they, you know, they just sang them as, as songs. So if that was in 1892 and you said there was some before then, do you think there was a time in football where there was no songs? And if there was, 30s. what did you do? The 1930s uh, is really odd. The, the interwar period between the First World War and Second World War the, the only time they seemed to have sung was like it, groups of people going from the pub, you know, getting pissed up and doing their own singing. There was no, didn't seem to be any like terrorist chanting or singing, um, was really in the FA Cups. I mean, and, and T- Tom Watt in, his, in the end, um, he, he, he comments on it because he talked to people and they commented on it and they said, because he wrote it sort of in the 90s, didn't he, whatever, um, maybe a bit later. Um, but someone commented and said, who knew, who was there in the 30s and in the 70s, so it was completely and utterly different. You know, there, there wasn't singing. The singing really came back in the late, in the sort of mid to late 60s um, with, with, with the growth of pop music. Is there a reason for that? The growth of pop music, in my view. No, I mean, you, is there a reason why they, they'd stopped while they were doing it in the, the pre-war days and in the I reckon, days? I, I, I reckon, well, I, I think from the perspective of, of it was after a war, I think it might have had a bit more. I don't know, a bit more, a bit more serious things like that. I, I don't know. I don't know. There, there's, there, there's no. It's, it's nothing obvious. It's, it's just really odd. We look for it, and we look for them, and we look for them, and you just cannot find them. The only places you can find them is in the cup finals. So in the uh, when the World Wars were were on, we had the London League, didn't we? So was there any chant in then? No, they're too busy fighting dance. I often think if I had a time machine, I'd like to uh, l- lend it to you so you could go back and fill out all the all the holes you have in the Arsenal history. So when I do invent one, I shall lend it to you. But the fair, fair, well, there's the two times to go, isn't there? There's, there's 1886 to see the first. Well, actually, I'd prefer to go from October to see the whole way up to December, how they formed properly. 
Yeah. A bit um, like the barman in the pub. Yeah, it, yes. Yeah. yeah. Or work yeah. at the Woolwich yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Work, well, you know, work, work at the Arsenal and, and find that out. Or the 30s, really. They're the two best the glory years. Yeah. I'd like to go back to to watch the uh, fella who painted the clock to a twenty to a 12-hour, 24-hour clock. That's what I'd go back to. You would, because you, you love that clock, don't you? I love that clock. Um, another thing I've got written down is that songs from years ago were often very long compared to modern ones. How did they all remember them? Did they have practice sheets or notes, or did they get together before before games and go over it? Because that's some of them. Were, I mean, I think in, you make a note in one of the book and um, one of the pages about one of the songs. You put, "No wonder this one didn't catch on." And it was about thirty lines long. Uh, oral history, I suppose. People used to didn't have computers, so they used to learn. Did better memories. People used to learn, used to learn songs, didn't they? They used to learn, learn scripts, learn lines. You know, you didn't have social media to put you off. You didn't have a telly, etc., etc. It was different, different times, and they did different I guess, things. I guess. Plus, yeah. you'd imagine that the local. I mean, you've only got to go back sort of twenty, thirty years, and it was the local pubs around the ground were packed most nights of the week, not just when we play. Absolutely. So I guess yeah. a lot of it would have yeah. would have been just from a, a normal. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. Yeah, the entertainment would have been piano and sing song. Mm. So yeah, so they would they would know the songs because they that was what they that's what they did. And I suppose now in this modern age of uh, of having uh, their face stuck in their phones, giving monosyllabic replies to everything. In twenty years' time, Arsenal chance will be one word, and they won't even be watching the game. They'll be looking down at their phones. That's that's well, the, yeah. the place has got to come. If you oh. think about it, they are now, aren't they? You know, Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Right. Oh, it is an interesting one. We all know at the Arsenal, there's this woman who shouts, come on, you gunners. And I was reading mm. in the book, there was a bloke called Rip Roar. So, uh, Rip Roar. That, yeah, was that the, um, the, the the prequel to the woman who shouts, come on, you gunners? Because yeah. uh, didn't they used to in- include him in part of the songs? It did indeed, yes. Tell us about him. Or, uh, don't, don't tell us all. Just, 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 just tweak our nipples a little bit on, on a little bit of a story about him because uh, the rest well, of it's in the book. Don't tell too much. No, he was just, he was just a bloke who said, "Come on, you rip roaring gunners" at the start and during, you know, during games basically. But didn't um, the, the other fans try and get him to join in? Like they do a bit, then he'd do a bit. We'd, uh, we'd ask him to sing a song. I mean, there was a song, "Rip roar, rip roar, give us the song." Yeah, and then everyone shh. <laughs> and then he would start a song off and everyone would join in. But I, I never saw him. I well, remember you, hearing him. I remember him from sort of around 86 to about 88, 89, because they were sort of the three years where I was possibly in sort of like the middle of the North Bank the most often. It would have been around that sort of time, but it was Rip Roar, Rip Roar, give us a song. Shh. And then he would sort of like start off a song and everyone would join in or... You know, or sometimes you'd start a song and everyone would tell him to shut up and <laughs> stuff like that. And it was much the same with Maria as well. She used to get a fair amount of stick. Yeah, I've noticed uh, that a couple of times people would shout abuse and then they get told to shut up. Yeah, no, I mean, like I say, I mean, I remember Rip Roar and Maria about the same sort of time, but she would sit, shout out exactly the same as what she shouts out now. Come <laughs> on, the Arsenal. 
Oh, well, shut up. Do you know I mean? Especially if we was like losing or playing badly. It was just like, oh, she used to get a bit of stick over that, bless her. I only ever saw her once at one of the games at Highbury. She was drawing the numbers, so she went and stood right in front of me um, in the East stand, and she was drawing the numbers. And I was surprised how old she was and how short she was. With those mm. kind of lungs, you expected her to be a bit of a giant. So it was very yeah. surprising. Um, you got anything to say about that? Now, she? Yes, she still goes. I saw a picture of someone. Yeah, yeah. On Twitter. Oh, yeah. She was on. She's she's on the the, the new Adidas advert for the uh, Bruce Banana kit. How is she? Yeah. Uh, Mark, do you want to cover a little bit without going into too much detail about um, some of the chants that won't be in the book? And because there's quite a few from uh, from the the seventies and eighties that are unacceptable, isn't there? So um, you couldn't put those in because people well, would be asking. We 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 started thinking, shall we put them in? And then we discussed it quite a lot. And then we thought that we wouldn't do any anti-Semitic songs whatsoever. So, no, there are none at all in the book. Even if um, it's just using the, the, the YID word. And so even, I know um, you do a page and a half explaining that if the word wasn't used um, uh, in a mean way, it still doesn't make it acceptable nowadays. So that's, that's, that was an interesting, interesting section of the book. So that's another thing people can go and dig out. So off the top of your head, do you know what player had the most songs, even if there were just variants of each other? Probably Charlie George, I thought. Mm. Or Charlie Bliss. Tony Adams. Yeah, if you did. Mm. We were talking about the, um, ask, asking about some of the chants that I remember, like the Martin Keown, he's got a monkey's head. And it was, and he said, uh, I thought that was brilliant because uh, he loved it. And then um, I remember one time we were singing to Matthew Letizia, he's got a fucking big nose. <laughs> <laughs> I personally loved the controversial section as it appeals to my kind of dark humour. Was there was there limits to what you could put in that bit because that kind of crosses over with the um, the the uh, the word that we don't use songs, wasn't it? So that's a very fine line between those two things. Well, no, we had put those in the Spurs. We were we originally were going to put those in the Spurs sec- section, but then we just basically went no line for a line for a. You got to draw. There comes a point when you have to draw a line. You have to basically say, "I'm not. We're not going to, you know, we're, we're not going to do that." No controversy stuff. I mean, it's yeah, it's just um, fair game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's only stuff <laughs> basically it's like an off Wenger, isn't it, and stuff um, and Cronky, um, which is probably quite apt at the moment. Um, that was one of your questions, wasn't it, Cav? When was the first one about? The yeah. Moment? I said, yeah, when was there, like I say, I know there was, because I'm a little bit, I'm too young to remember all the uh, the stuff when Terry Neal had demonstrations against his management. Uh, was there any sort of like songs against the board or the manager before Terry Neal? There was indeed, yes. There okay. was um, Billy Wright, basically, in the 60s. Started off well, and had a bit of a disaster in his last two, couple, his last two seasons. And they were just basically chanting um, things like "Right must go," "We want a manager," um, "Right, cetera, right out," "Billy, yeah, right, yeah. right out." It may well have been. It may well have. It may well have been that. But the one that caught. But the one that I, I actually enjoyed more most was it was because he sold Joe Baker just before he got sacked in early '66. Joe Baker was really really popular with the fans. Um, and what people used when to do. When he the top goal at the time or something. He scored a, he scored a hundred. I think he was a, he scored a hundred goals in one five six games. So yeah, it, 
he scored he scored a lot of goals, put it that way, in four seasons. So he didn't do bad. Um, and he was a really good player. Everyone loved him, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what fans used to do in those days a lot was go to Arsenal one week and Spurs the next. And, and you know, obviously yeah. support the opponents against Spurs. Spurs playing. And one of the times, just after um, Baker was, 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 um, was sold, um, a lot of people went to White Hart Lane and they started chanting, bring back, bring back, bring back Joe Baker to us. And they actually sang it at White Hart Lane, not at Highbury. Obviously, <laughs> they did it at Highbury afterwards. But it was first heard yeah. at White Hart Lane, which I thought was, you know, I thought that was a, a really interesting in bit. Um, but it was quite vitriolic against Wright. Um, I mean, most Peter Story's autobiography mentions it about how bad it got. Um, yeah, so it was, you know, when people say, you know, Arsenal, it's the Arsenal ways and not to do this and that, it's nonsense because, you know, if you read anything from the, perhaps the Plumstead era, the actual amount of vitriol that was heaped upon the committee and then managers is nothing compared to what you hear now. It was, it was mm. industrial language, as it were. So we've always been a bunch of moaning bastards then? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I just, well, I just say. No, I always say that. I always say, you know, it's, it's, it's in your DNA as an for to actually be a moaning bastard. If you don't moan about much, then I, I don't see your link to Arsenal, really. No, I mean, that's exactly. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's. I mean, you you two are two of the biggest moaning bastards I know. So it's... just because you couldn't get your like, computer to work or your headphones to work out, don't blame they're us. Your, they're your they're your headphones, mate. Shush. They're your headphones. I don't know that. That was your Christmas present. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I was saying about um, the uh, monkey's head one. That's not in there. I mean, there's going to be so many songs that maybe I know one song that was only ever sung once. It was Arsenal v Chelsea. I think we were playing in the League Cup. And we had Stephen Hughes and they had Mark Hughes and we were singing There's Only One Hughes in London. There must have been so many songs like that where they were only ever sung once that you couldn't include. Uh, well, we, 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 we haven't pretended that we've got every song. Oh, that'd be impossible, um, wouldn't it? It would be, exactly. It would be, and, and like you say, if you're not at that game and it's not reported and no one actually says it to you, uh, you know, no one comes to you and says, this is songs here, et cetera, et cetera, you're not going to know about it. But what, what we tried to do was get a you know a, a, a fair you know a, a, a fair smattering of songs that that over the hit you know that tells the story of the club to, to a point from the songs. So, so it's like because I mean I, I I haven't read the book yet because it's uh, that's one of my Christmas presents from the kids. So uh, but like I say, so it, it does in a way tell sort of like the history of the club through the songs. And explains mm. the songs and why they were happening, sort of thing. Is it, am I right in saying that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 that's, that's exactly it. I mean, what we've done, we, we, we you know, we, we've put the um, the, the lyrics. Tried um, pretty much most virtually virtually all of them. We we worked out what the tune was and, and put that down. And then we sort of explained certain you know aspects of the song, whether it was a pop song, came from a pop song, and as, as you know. As other songs, if it was nicked from another club, that you know that type of you know. See, I I had I, we had this we had this earlier when Danny asked for listeners' questions earlier, and someone mentioned about the Ozil song, <sighs> and the West Ham fans were saying that they were singing it first, and we'd nick their song. That was Nicky Wilson. That was it. Uh, yeah, 
I'm not sure who it was. It was it was one of the one of the people that replied on Twitter earlier, yeah. Dan. Yeah, Nicky Wilson. Uh, Hold on, I'll ask a question. So make a smile, mate, Nicky Wilson. He says, um, "Hey Jude, stroke Giroux is my favourite song. Gave me goosebumps when we were singing it at the Emirates years ago. Do fans steal songs? A West Ham workmate said we stole. We've got Urzel from them and and Payette. So there you go, Gav. But apparently. West Ham, Celtic was singing it before West Ham. Oh, everyone, so yeah, everyone. I, I, I think everyone's bastardising everybody else's song, which, which is another question, uh, my first question of the evening. Whee. Do you remember us singing You'll Never Walk Alone? Me personally, no. Don't you? Bloody hell. No. No, it, it died out in the mid-70s. I'm not old. No, I've, I, <laughs> I remember singing You'll Never Walk Alone at Arsenal even when we weren't playing Liverpool in the mid to late eighties, really? Well, yeah. I don't remember that, at all, mate. Don't remember that. But at where, all. Where, where was Liverpool sing it? We did what Arsenal supporters do and sung it faster and put a few claps in and legible. So and you know, oh well, alone your net, oh well, alone. It's bad enough that we're trying to take that off them because we also take off. We had a part of our stadium called the Cop before they did, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. No, no, I mean, everyone everyone used to sing that. Everyone used to sing We Never Walk Alone. And then because it was a live, it was from Liverpool, wasn't it, the, the people who sang it, you know, the original pop song. And then basically they cleaned up everywhere, didn't they? So everyone thought, oh, sorry, they can have the song. If it means that it matters to them. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I honestly don't remember that, Gav. I don't remember hearing that at all. Do you remember our, our sign-on version of it? Is that in the book? There is a sign-on one. Yeah. With hope in your heart. With a pen in your hand. <laughs> It'll yep. never work again. <laughs> <laughs> Some other ones, that are, that another thing that I'm, a section I liked, and uh, if I'd have wrote this book and done that, then I would have done loads of these. It's uh, But obviously you couldn't do loads. Your, um, your song and chant log diary part, were you tempted to do more? It's interesting the way that you were doing, the way that he's done it, people. I mean, you can go and have a look. I think he's done five, Mark did uh, those two, Mark and uh, I've forgotten his name. I keep going to say Gary Brazil because he's got a Z Matthew. in it. Matthew um, thingy. Oh, it's terrible. It, I have this problem with Sampdoria and Fiorentina. They sound the same, so I get them mixed up. But you uh, you go the, the the date of the, the game, and you say, then um, the, the, the announcer said this, and the announcer said that, then there's this song, then there's a pop song, and in brackets, illegible. <laughs> and then halftime, they're talking about the women's interview, another song, illegible. And then you're listing all the chants that, they, that are going all the way through the game from before the game starts until you leave. So... Um, what gave you the idea to do that? And with, uh, I th- I'd be interested in reading loads of those. Um, well, basically, it shows you how long ago we started writing it. 2016 um, wasn't the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I was just, I just sort of went, you know, because I just, I showed my brother season ticket in, that, in, in those heady days. And I just <laughs> You're the only person to call 2016 the heady days. <laughs> those heady days of fourth place. Heady <laughs> oh, yeah. days yeah. of caught a fight no and I, I just was sitting there and i just thought i really don't enjoy this i don't enjoy the start the singing's boring except so i just thought well i'll, I'll chart it i'll chart what's wrong with this you know what's wrong with the infotainment at the start you know the, the, the appalling songs that they play i mean to be honest it is a little bit better they have improved it slightly and then i just thought well 
how you know everyone says the Emirates is boring. But let's listen to what the away people, that the away fans sing. Um, and it was it, it it basically grew from that really. And I just thought right, I'll just I'll just chart it. I'll see what songs they they do. Because it's really interesting the way you've done it. Well, you know, I, I, yeah, I could have done loads more, but to be honest with you, I got a bit poor with it because it was—it's the same songs. It's not like—it's uh, not like I'm charting different songs, is it? That mm. every and that was—that was the thing that I did it for. I think was to see if there was any variation, and you only get the only—I think you only got a variation in a big game, like against Manu or Spurs, or an FA Cup game, a normal run-of-the-mill game. You'd have about twelve to fifteen chants. They're all the same. You hear them all the time, and it's like it, 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 there's no originality in them. There's no nothing. It's just the thing. It's it's it's. Diff- I say, yeah, it, it is a different world that we're looking in. It's a different world where you're going to games now. Yeah, it's exactly. Not, it, it, it's not two o'clock rumours in the pub. Look, you know, the ground's getting packed. If you're not in within half hour, you're going to get locked out. So everybody's in the ground by half two, and it, you know, it's not kids, you know, teenage kids turning up and running up and down the North Bank and that at, you know, one o'clock as soon as they open the gates. And, you know, no one's there. I mean, you look at, like, the, the ground when the players are warming up, no one's yeah. there. On a big yeah. game in the past, everybody's in the ground for, t- you know, two quarter past two. Yeah, everybody's acknowledging the players. So it's it's more of a sign of the times with regards to standing, well, reserved seating in grounds that it's actually come to this, really. Oh yeah, it's 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 not all Arsenal. I mean, we we we've sort of we put a chapter at the end of the conclusion, which I, hopefully you read, Dan. Um, which basically we we try to chart why it's you know the songs are still some of the songs are still pretty good, the invention's still there, but there's no, you know, it, it it's gone. And I mean, the key to it is seating, obviously. Because yeah. before, two hundred of you could go either two hundred of you in a group, a gang, or whatever, a group. You'd all be in the same area. You could start singing. You'd all sing. You know what was, what was expected of you. You know, in 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 there, you're sitting next to, to someone that you don't know. You don't care whether they yeah. they're there or not the next week. I mean, I, it, I think I think I think know. the most yeah, I think the most I've sung in the current bowl was when uh, it was I think it was a League Cup game versus I think it might have been versus someone like Coventry, and about twenty of us all got tickets in the same place in Block 19. I think it must have been a League Cup game or something like that. And uh, I was standing with uh, Kelvin, uh, who I know oh, yeah, yeah. Assist, assisted you, and uh, a few other gentlemen. The first and second, it, the second half was just, it was just so funny. Because there's about 30 of us, and we're all standing at the back of Block 19, oh, all singing songs. I think this must have been six, seven years ago. Okay, just to put it in context for the listeners, so you would be the only people there that knew all the old songs and you're all standing together? Basically, yeah. So, Good. I mean, and plus, you know, there was some some new songs there. It was, I think, somebody, I can't remember who it was, but he weren't that bloody good for us. And we all turned around to... <laughs> that to narrows it down to nearly all of those players. <laughs> yeah, and, and we went, such and such, that's how shit you are, such and such has scored. Like that. That's and in it there. Was just, that, that's our shabbing. Arsh Avin, yeah, that's how shit you are. Arsh Avin oh, scored. In compared to Adipo. Like oh, we're not mentioning that song. You'll get me in trouble, Dan. <laughs> no, they were saying um, um, uh, something like, fuck Adipo, or we got Arsh or something like that. 
Well done. It, like I say, but that was like I say, that's the most that I've sung, and that was literally 25, 30 of us by the second half, because a few people from other blocks sort of sneaked in the second half with us. And yeah, it that would like I say, that would create I know like I say we're moving off the topic of Mark and Matthew's fantastic book, but that's possibly a reason why the songs aren't as varied and as funny these days because you can't 30 or 40 of, of you have a, you know, meet up, have a few beers and then all stand together and just all have a laugh, which which is what it was. Do you know what I mean? Make up a song and have a laugh. Oh, yeah, precisely. Yeah. I mean, that that, that was September 2012, Gav, because we, we do have that song in there. Um, yeah, I said it's one. I read that. It's on the left hand, no, the right hand page at the top right, wherever it was. I think. Jesus, I had no kids then. <laughs> I did notice though that um, when we were watching the uh, Arsenal, we were touring America. So many of the fans there must have uh, been practicing the songs because loads of them were singing the songs really, really loud. And that's one thing I do like about the MLS that they um, they, they're organised when it comes to the singing. They have massive big sections. They have people banging drums like my team, Portland Timbers. They actually give out a team sheet. I mean, a song sheet and the order they're going to sing them in, which is a little bit organised. But don't mention drums, mate. What? No, oh, no, no what what no. game? What I'm trying to think of what it was. I think one of the FA Cup finals in Cardiff. There was a sheet on every chair with a song sheet on it. Oh dear! Which made very very actually. good. It might have been, but they made great paper airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. There was literally. I just remember before the game. I think it might have even been. I think it was the the one we bloody lost to Liverpool. But I just remember before the game, just it was just like a like a a swarm, a swarm or a flock, a flock of paper aeroplanes just trying to get on the pitch. I didn't see you. Huh? I was there. I was I was behind the goal, upper upper tier. Oh, I was so high up, I had a nosebleed. Right, right in right in the middle. Yeah, no, I was quite high up. I was in one of the corners. Um, another couple of questions I got for you. I think one of they're both. Um, from what you've said already, one of them is, uh, would you be in favour of no fucking music at all other than the entrance song is what I've put, because I fucking hate it. I can't yes. stand it. 100%. Good, that's what I thought. I mean, people may be thinking, miserable old bastards moaning about, i tell you what, if we could get some of the modern football fans that we going for the last 10 years, take them back to the 80s and go, there you go, this at Highbury is what it was all about. This is why we moan now. No one on their phones, everyone pissing in each other's pockets, Gav putting his fags out on the back of someone's jacket, <laughs> and all this stuff going on. Me in the toilets, needing me piss flaps because I'm, I'm elbow deep in piss. See, all that all, all that stuff, that's, that's what made it great. And so much of that has been taken away now. And my, my final question I've got written down here is, uh, our chance, it's a stupid question because it's obvious, our chance a dying art do modern fans get it? I don't think they're a dying art, actually, because there, there are some quite good new chants, which we, we do, you know, I, I quite like the Aspina one. I know it's simple. How did it go? Basically, rather than your shit, it's Aspina, which... Aspina! Oh, right. We, okay. we, you know, it's it, it's it's stupid, but, it, it you know, you could imagine people doing it in the 70s and 80s, and I don't think it's as... I don't, I don't think people are as not uninventive. It's just you don't get the chance to do it. Like I've said, you know, if, if you're not in the middle of, of, of a terrace 
and you're sitting and you're you're here and your mates are in the clock in and you're on the north bank someone's in the west you know, someone's in the east etc you you haven't got an incentive to do it so why, See, why would is, you do it? i mean the thing is a lot of the like i say a lot of the chance did sort of on a lot of the ones that you possibly can't mention as well did start off in the pubs yes. i mean i know the freddie red hair freddie's first song when he actually had hair that was started in the woodbine and we were singing it in that in the woodbine for ages before it sort of come out and everybody's singing it in the grounds it's one of the so, most original songs though isn't it what the we love you freddie because he's got red hair. I mean, you've not yeah, seen any the, versions other than the, the, the you've the, got no hair. There's been no other the, versions of that, have there? No, I mean that. I mean that 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 probably that will list in my top five of favourite Arsenal songs. Yeah, and mine. Just just purely because it was like I say, it was an iconic era. The Woodbine was just such always such a good laugh. It was actually my mate Steve who who done the CD, the CD soundtrack for the pub, and it was the same songs in the same order before every game. So you'd literally know by the song, by what song was coming on, when you need to bugger off to get into the ground. But like I say, that song was on there again, like we just as a sing-along song because everybody knows, you know, knows the words to the original song, not pretty much like Sweet Caroline. It just sort of developed into the Freddie song from there in there. So Mark, what would be? Uh, Gab was just talking about some of his favourites. I've got a list of about ten of my favourite songs. What are some of your favourite? If you had to pick your top three or four, and then I'll do mine, and then Gav, you do yours. Just so, well, so the the listener can have some idea. Well, my 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 favourite song is from the sixties. I think it's it goes to my Bonnie lies over the ocean. Is if I had the wings of a sparrow, if I had the arse of a crow, <laughs> I'd fly over Tottenham tomorrow and shit on those bastards below. Shit on, shit on, shit on. I'd shit on those bastards below. Shit on those bastards below. Which I, you know, it, it's before <laughs> it's before I went to games. And I just, I just think I, they it, did, it, they, that was still being sung. That was still what? being sung in the 80s, mate. Was it? Oh, I, mm. mate, I never listened to any. I, 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 I don't remember any songs, mate. It's terrible. I'm, I'm a nightmare. I don't uh, say it's it's an older song, you know, because if, if anything yeah. is from my body lies over the ocean, um, it's obviously going to be an older song, isn't it? Um, yeah. I know yeah. the ride the riders still still sing it, and they were doing it at the Southampton you know, after the Southampton game when we had the launch of the book at the Gunners, um, which was a great great time. Um, you know, and that brought back, like you were saying about the woodbine there, Gav, it brought it sort of all back. You know, it went to the game. Saw Darren and you know uh, and Davy and the chaps. You know that day had a nice time. Went into the ground, saw an awful game. Didn't really matter. The game was rubbish. Went at the Gunners, had a great evening. You know, yeah. singing, having a laugh. It was yeah. it, and it, it was just it was a you know a traditional old old football experience, which doesn't happen time. exactly, which doesn't happen very often. That's why I enjoyed it a lot because it was you know despite the football being awful. Um, it was a great day. There was another one talking about favourite songs. We used to have this thing. I don't know if any other um, uh, stadiums did it. They'd go with the North Stand, with the North Stand, with the North Stand Highbury, and then it'd go with it with the the Clock End, and then it'd go with the East Stand. And then when it was the West Stand's turn, they were very very quiet, and then everybody used to laugh at them. What what was the reason behind that? Is that because where all the posh people that didn't sing sat? No, I don't know. To be honest with you, mate, make it up. It must be. <laughs> Gav, you must have some idea. They, they didn't join in very often, so when they did, the rest of the stands would go, ah. 
I think, like I said, I think the, the east and the west end, especially sort of like the upper tiers. Yes, the, the of, nice seats. Of always, <clears throat> since I've been going, I've always been very quiet. I mean, I don't even remember the east and the west end standing up and looking like they're actually enjoying themselves <laughs> when we won the league in 91. That's the, the only time that I can actually remember every single stand jumping about and singing and, and what have you. And much the same was when the, the North Bank development was made. It was the upper tier there could seem very, very quiet, but then so could the lower tier as well, to be fair. What was uh, another one of your favourite songs, Gav? Uh, well, it, it would be very rude if I didn't mention the name she wore a yellow ribbon. Go on, and there's there's, yeah, there's uh, a big picture of your banner in the in the book. Oh, that's nice. Is that the, the new the new the new one or the old one? I think it's the old one. Must well, be the old bearing one. Bearing in mind, Gavin, the, the picture was about six months ago. Unless you've got that yeah. time machine up and working, but yeah, it's a whole single page, just a, your big yellow banner and, and and the seats behind it. It's really really yeah. good. Gav, do you mm. prefer the original she wore or do you prefer the David Pleat, she wore. I always struggle with the words of the David Pleat one. Is that when he got caught spending time with ladies of the night? Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. It's all over the back pages of all the newspapers. Allegedly, he got caught twice. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, no, like, so I do struggle with the words to the David Pleat one. I think that was... Uh, Possibly a pub one at the time, and I was probably only 14, 15. Uh, was it 1987 that he allegedly yeah, 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 yeah. was driving man looking for brasses? Uh, apparently. Or, or, or looking for the next Tottenham manager's mother. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, so I, I do struggle with the words on that one. One of my favourite Actually, ones. one of the ones I like, um, on, Danny, Mark. is yeah. A Heart Now Hear the Arsenal Sing. Is that a Christmassy one? It sounds like it. It's a very it, well. It's a Boxing Day one, isn't it? But yeah, it, it's it's. I think it's Johnny Mathis, isn't it? Has, has done the Hark now here. So how did, how did we adapt it? Or didn't oh, we? Now the Arsenal sing the top them run away, beep, and we will fight forevermore because of Boxing Day. Yeah. Ah, that's why it's a Boxing Day. And it was a kind of Boxing Day matches, which you know. Back in the days when it used to be a North London derby on Boxing Day. Yes. Oh, that's, yes. That's something they should bring back. Not for Liverpool fans. They got quite a Leicester on Boxing Day. <laughs> oh, I know. If people don't know about that, back in, in the olden days, you used to have the home fixture and the away fixture back to back, didn't you, over Christmas and New Year? So then the fans Christmas wouldn't have to travel Day. Oh, yeah. Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they used to in the old days. They used to Christmas Day, yeah. It's been a while since I've looked at it. I thought it was up until recently, but it wasn't. It stopped in the seventies, didn't it? What the um, Arsenal Tottenham? No, I mean the Boxing, Boxing Day, Day games. Yeah, the the North London derbies or the Liverpool derbies or Manchester derbies or whichever ones they did or local, I suppose it should be. No, they had a few the uh, late seventies, eight early eighties. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean they. Gone. No, I just think should, you're right. They should bring stuff back like that, but they're not going to, are they? So, no, because yeah. that'd be helping the fans. One of my favourites, so I've got a list of loads of my favourites. Obviously, the Walking in a Bird Camp Wonderland, that'd be a great name for a podcast if anybody wants to do it. <laughs> but, um, uh, another one that I, I didn't I didn't see in the book, so it's one of those ones where it's only ever for one game. You've got Tony Adams on the wing. 
98 against Everton when uh, he went down the, got the ball and he went, oh God, I'm the furthest forward player. Fuck it, I'll go with it. And ran down the wing and then <laughs> put the ball in the corner of the net. Stunning. That's well, I, I think that's in there actually. Um, but it might be... Um, while you're looking for that, then one of my other favourite ones, which is one of the cleverest ones, he's French, he's quick, his name is a porno flick, Emmanuel. <laughs> And then we had the usual Ashley Cole is a fucking arsehole. And, and up until recently, the, well, the last time, not the last time, but when I stopped going in 2008 by the big concrete Arsenal letters, there was someone with a little stereo playing the CD. And as I remember going past, and that, that was the song that was on at the time, and I thought, how can they get away with doing that? Probably <laughs> wanting their fair share of that. Um, let us know when you found it, Mark. But there's an, another interesting one. Um, page 30. I'll oh, go on. Was it? How did it go? 30. No, no, it's it's just after the it's just under the Brian Marwood um chant and the Brian, basically it, Brian Marwood Brian Marwood on the way. We just basically said it's it, it was used for Tony Adams on the rare occasions where he made a um a dashing run down the wing. Once then, <laughs> but it was a, another one that made me laugh because I don't know why the club did this. It was we were playing Spurs and I think it was the ninth. No, it was the 2002 double season. And then uh, we were singing double, double, double. The Arsenal had done the double. And so and, and a scum from the lane, a one fuck all again. Sol Campbell has won the double. double. And, and they come over on the tannoy, could you please stop singing that song? And so, so obviously the entire crowd stopped singing that song, didn't they? <laughs> Here's another one for you. We've, I'm not sure whether it's in the book, uh, but the stand-up if you hate Tottenham. Of course it's in the book. Right, no, but there's a, there was a reason why it was sung in the clock end so often. Yeah, go on. Basically, during the, the last few seasons... Uh, <clears throat> At Highbury, uh, especially when it was the uh, the paper season tickets, people used to get their season ticket books and then phone up to say it never arrived. So I have two. So at the back of uh, the block at, in the clock end, there'd be two people to every seat. <laughs> right? Hmm. So what the stewards used to do is try and make everybody sit down. So you'd start at the front and they'd be sitting people down by rows of seats. It'd get to about 10 rows in. And someone at the back would stand up if you ain't stop them. And everyone stood up again. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that the stewards didn't realise. I mean, they must have known. Because, like I say, it was like two or three people to every seat at the back of the clock end, like the last few years of library. Uh, but, yeah, that went on all game. <laughs> so about the stewards things. never managed to get everybody to sit down. Talking about things at <laughs> the clock end, I remember because I sat in the east of the corner of the east stand right next to where the, the clock end was and it was one of the stewards always walked past and he had a cowboy hat on and the amount of grief that he used to get he was going yeehaw cowboy as he's walking past as if he could get away with that there um, some other ones that I, that I really liked was the um, the Stevie Bowl one the Stevie Bowl Stevie Bowl Stevie Stevie Bowl he's got no hair but we don't care Stevie Stevie Bowl because uh, we saw him join the club with hair and leave the club without without hair, and, and so that, that yeah, was, it did go it did go quicker, didn't it? Thinking it, about that, it certainly did. Um, there's a couple of other ones that I didn't know. Um, on page thirteen, there's one about mm. Pascal Sigan. Um, that I'd never heard, even though that was in my era. Well, it's not it's not untrue, is it? Well, how does it go? It's brilliant. He's totally shit. He's he plays when no one's fit. Big Sagan. Big Sagan. <laughs> shit, he's French. He's always on the bench. Big Sagan. Big Sagan. Oh, quite a bit like that, but... 
there's yeah. one that I also do we can't read out because people might get offended. You know, it's the offense culture we live in. On page 14, the one about Park Joo Young, about not letting him take. Oh, yeah, book yeah. Book. <laughs> That's terrible. And, it is bad, uh, isn't it? But, and there's yeah. another one we shouldn't really read out because it's a bit adult. The one about Tony Adams and Caprice on page 42. You can imagine yeah, that... Caprice was a model at the time and uh, that got a bit fruity. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, big, time, we... big time got in there. <laughs> That was one of the songs that was was on the cusp of being taken out, to be honest. You could not have took that song out. No, Yeah, I know, but it's, you know, people were offended by it and that stuff. So, and you know, some other, other one, there's some other ones that I've forgotten, like Rue Van shits himself. La, 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 la. la, la. <laughs> <laughs> The, the Yabue ones I love, like our, our LSC, he's only here to see Yabue, they were singing that. And then um, oh. that other song, Blame It On A Buoy, or Buoy, that was uh, A Brown Girl In The Rain. Fantastic. And uh, that, and uh, we've only got one song relating to Alex's song. That was quite clever. So That's very clever. That's you got anything clever. else you want to add, Gav, before I've got one listener question and I've got to ask you both about your favourite non-Arsenal song and then we shall be finished. I've got a little bit of song-related trivia, if you want it. Go on in. Go on in, go. You know London Calling by The Clash? Yes. Which a lot of people... I was told this and shown this by my good friend uh, Mark uh, last week or the week before. All the weeks are merging at the moment because I'm so damn bloody busy, which is a good thing. But basically, the producer of The Clash, every day on his way to work, he'd get a cab, and the cab would stop at Highbury, and the groundsman and uh, probably Paddy uh, or whoever was there would let him in and he would go and stand in the centre circle on the pitch and look around and do a little prayer for Liam Brady or whatever he did. And then he'd go to the studio and that was where he produced the London Calling by The Clash. It's possibly right up there with one of the biggest Arsenal songs purely because of that. And the other top song that was done by music people was that like that um uh oh, what's that one that Roger Daltrey did on the last game at Highbury? Oh, Highbury Highs! God, oh. that's terrible. Notice that in in the book. Um, is there anything else you? Oh, want another to... one. Oh, on. the, the, the when the shaman when when the Premier League started, <laughs> <laughs> they used to. Uh, uh, they try to have half-time entertainment. And the shaman, which I do like, and I do like Mr. C, even though he's a, a Chelsea C-U-N-T, uh, he come out nice singing... Between those last letters, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> sing, singing, he's a good on the pitch. And he got dog's abuse. He got dog's abuse. And I think that season was the end of Premier League half-time entertainment on the pitch. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, I is, that the, is, that, is that in the book? Is that in, did that make the book? These? Yes, of course it did. Oh, oh good lad. <laughs> oh, nice one. Right, we've got um, one. Now we've got two other questions. One from Nikki Wilson, a second part. He says, um, this is for you, Mark, just about books in general. Do you think Arsene Wenger's autobiography next year will be tell-all or just a safe book to not upset the Arsenal higher-ups? Uh, 
Do you want a diplomatic, diplomatic answer or, or a real answer? <laughs> a real answer. I mean, we, we, God, Gav's just spelled out the, the C word here, so we can't get any worse than that. I honestly don't care. I won't be buying it. I couldn't give a monkeys. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I'll be buying it secondhand off of Amazon like I buy a lot of my old Arsenal books. I mean, the last Arsenal book I bought was the Welsh goalkeeper. It was, was it Eastwood? Les Eastbrook? Eastwood? Something like that? He was captain of Arsenal. I'm sure he's a Welsh goalkeeper. He was definitely Welsh. Oh, uh, Kelsey. That might be. Oh, Jack Kelsey. Yeah, I bought Jack that Kelsey. for one p. And it's, yeah, that's quite a good book actually. That's quite good. He was a good lad, Kelsey. I always have a good look on Amazon and eBay for really old Arsenal books, and I, I like to buy them secondhand because I feel they've led a life. Um, Gav, will you be buying the Arsene Wenger book, or don't you have an open fire? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I mean, to start with, to start with the fact I'm dyslexic, so yes. reading books is a bit of a struggle for me anyway. Don't, don't uh, play the pity card now, Gary. It's seven years too late. It's a you bit longer an- than that, Dan. <laughs> no, you've been annoying people on this podcast for seven years. Oh, okay. Oh, I just <laughs> thought you went my my my. Oh no, like so I've got nothing against him. Now he's you yeah. know he's where he is. He's not ours. It's it, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> The last time you were on a podcast, the last time you were on, a, on our podcast, Gav, we named it. Um, Gav still doesn't like Wenger, and so you got a lot of grief in the chat in the comments box because you constantly going on about Wenger. So uh, we're not talking well, about What do you think? Do you think it'll it'll tell everything, or do you think it'll just be no. a money making operation that, yep. like like most sort of biographies are? No, he will not say anything that will um, um, tarnish his halo with the people who, the the arseholes who run this club. Don't get me down. It's going to be a complete whitewash, let's be honest. Yep. It'll be a complete whitewash. And he might might explain how he didn't buy any players and he had to sell to buy players and all that malarkey. And then he also might explain why one year when we're loaded and it's a year before a big money TV deal comes in. He only bought Peter Check. Do you know what I mean? It might explain that, but I doubt it. So hopefully there will be a book follow-up to that called Agent Wenger, The Secret Agent Wenger, and it will be by someone anonymous and it will tell the real story of all the stuff that really happened. Mm, um, doubt it. It'll, it'll sell well, would it? So it doesn't matter what we think, to be honest, does it really? True. Oh, it's going to sell, it'll sell millions, won't it? It'll yeah, sell absolutely it'll, millions. It'll, it'll sell huge amounts. Final question. Minus. Is from Mark L. Robert. No, Matt L. Robert. Sorry about that, Matt. He says, uh, are there any chance that you get that that for you get too repetitive or get old quickly for any of you? There's two there's two I don't like at the moment. Yeah. I, I don't well, it's not it's not sung too often now. Um the Ozil song, which um drives around a bend or used to. Um you know the the one the one that Gav's talking about earlier, the one we nicked off West Ham. Okay, yes. Um, I don't really like singing it to be honest. It annoys me. Um, there's other ones like you know just Arsenal, 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 and you know by far the greatest team I've ever seen. It's just like it's just monotonous. It's just um, you know there's nothing there's nothing original, there's nothing to it. So how do you think we could change, get the people in the stadium to try and do something? I don't think there's any way that you will change it. Even the only if you way, 
the only way potentially would be to get safe seating in. Why don't they do down. that? Uh, well, it's not yeah, up to us. They don't care, that, is it? <laughs> well, all political parties are saying they're going to do it. Yeah, so if they did it, right, then there might, might be a slight change, but I don't think there will be, personally. No. The, um, the, only, way, the only way safe seating would change, dramatically change the atmosphere in a short space of time would be if they had unreserved seating. Yes, absolutely. So basically, yeah. so you've got like a, a safe standing area of, for 2,000 people yeah. yes, and it's first come, first serve for your seats. Yep. Yeah, like That's the, the only days, way. That, yeah. As yeah. soon as it's, as soon as it's, it's, it, it's full up, it's full up and yeah. yeah. And you yeah. can't buy a ticket before and you've got to buy it on a good gate, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, I, exactly. I agree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's, there's no way other than that. Although we did, oh, you've put some messages in the chat box. I wonder if they're telling me to get on with it. Uh, no, it's not. Um, right, so we've got about a minute and a half before the one hour is up. Um, have either of you got any songs that had nothing to do with Arsenal or Spurs that you really liked? Uh, while you're having a think, my favourite one is the Newcastle one for Philippe Albert. We used to go, Philippe Albert, because everybody knows his name. I thought that was magnificent. <laughs> Named after Rupert the Bear. And Gavel Mark, have you got one? <laughs> Sorry. We heard that <laughs> one before. Oh, no, nice uh, it's quite difficult. That's a good question, actually. Um, we done it first, then we could have started off on a high. <laughs> we could have done, I suppose. Um, no, I mean th- there there was one thing that I did I did note because when I went, went to a Sunderland game um, in the, I think it was three two three years well, three years ago now because I've really got relegated. Um, and I noticed that was one thing that I noticed the stark difference. There was no music at all beforehand, and then just during the the walk on, and just after the walk on, they played "Wise Men Say" and he falls rush in. All, all of the Sunderland sang it. It was a really good atmosphere. It was only half a minute, then it stopped, and the game started, and it was completely different to, to the way Arsenal's start was. You know, they play with a mushy music, and then it would be a bit oh, here and there. And then it, it was just like nothing. You could talk to your, you could talk to everybody around you, you know, very quiet. Blind and then in. bang, they put that in, and then that was it. Obviously, didn't do it many good for them. They relegated twice, but it, <clears throat> from a from a crowd perspective, it was great. Mm, they do tend to be a little bit more in touch with the fans, northern teams, don't they? Because mm, they're like Northerners. Gav, have you got any songs that uh, that you want to that you liked? It's hard, really. I don't think there's any songs from any other clubs that I like, but there's some that I've respected over the years. Yeah, go on. Uh, like Zed Cars at Everton, mm. uh, Saints at Southampton, uh, Bubbles at West Ham, obviously. <sighs> A couple of uh, Glasgow Rangers songs that I thought have been pretty good over the years. Uh, but that's about it, really. No real sort of nothing that really completely stands out, if you know what I mean. But oh. just a, a begrudgingly, res- a, a begrudging respect for how they still managed to build an atmosphere before the game kicks off. Uh, that's a crazy idea, isn't it? The owners of clubs giving a shit about the atmosphere. Oh, if only we did it. And, and obviously, we all like fuck off Mourinho. Everybody can sing that because that applies no matter where oh. he is because he's never coming here. 
Right. I um, think I think we you've got go more money in the swear box than anybody else tonight. We always swear on this show. That's what makes us special. Yeah. Very special. <laughs> right, so we went to go for half an hour. We've gone for an hour. It has just been three middle-aged blokes moaning about the good old days when we all had hair. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and no kids, no bills. <laughs> and, uh, and football was great because <laughs> we were shit. Anyway, so, uh, so Mark, remind the, the wonderful listeners where they can get your book again. Uh, Amazon and legendspublishing.com. Yeah. Gav, are you having any kind of wonderful sale now that it's uh, Christmas for She-War? Uh, I'm actually probably no, not no. I haven't really got anything on sale. I, I, I tend not to really because I sort of try and price everything as low as I can. But no, I don't. I don't I mean, mean as as in half price. I mean, what wonderful stuff have you got for sale? Oh, what, uh, new, what new lines have you got in? Oh, I've got a nice little. It's. Yeah, I've, I've got this. I've got a poster that's coming out soon. Uh, Is it you? There's some lovely. No, there's oh. some lovely bruised banana wrapping paper that I put up today and Christmas cards. Talking and... of bruised banana, all the hats that I see people wearing at the Emirates, are they all yours or is someone else doing them? The club copied. I I done them with. Well, it's a gent. It's a gentleman called uh, Sock Council, uh, and he runs two football-related shops, Sock Council, which does socks, and Football Bobbles, which does bobble hats and hats and stuff. And I'd done a bruised banana hat in conjunction with him. Well, basically, he'd done them. I helped him promote them, and he gave me a load of them to sell on my site. But the year later, Arsenal copied the, uh, copied the idea and done them. So if you, you see one with... If you, for it and, uh, had if you see... Right. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's no obviously laws on copyright, is there? No. Uh, but uh, no, the if you see one with Arsenal on it, that was bought from our from the club. Yeah. If you see one without Arsenal on it, then that was either bought from me or the fella who runs Sock Council and Football Bobbles. Uh, but yeah, now I've got some nice stuff on now. It's at that time of year at the moment where a lot of the stuff which I hold in stock has sold out and I can't get any more till January. Uh, and a lot of the stuff which is made to order, we're getting to the last couple of days where people can order in time for Christmas. Uh, and like I say, I've just been incredibly nuts busy, absolutely nuts busy. I think I've, I think I've packed or I've packed a hundred, about 150 parcels in the last two days. Wow. Yesterday, I, okay. yesterday I, I, start, I started packing parcels. This was just from over the weekend. I started packing parcels Monday about 10 o'clock, so I've done all my social media and had a chat with mates in the morning and done the school run and you know, tidied up and had a cup of tea in the morning. I started packing at 10, 10 o'clock in the morning and I finished yesterday at half past seven. And the only stop I had was for 20 minutes to eat my dinner. God, my heart bleeds. So, it really does. It's been no. Like I say, I'm, <laughs> there's worse ways to earn a living, Dan. So I, mean, I, you know, I, I talk about Arsenal all day. I design Arsenal-related merchandise. You do. I talk to some lovely, lovely Arsenal supporters from all over the world. And where can they find you know, this? Have a bit of fun doing it. What's your Twitter and website in case I want to go and have uh, a Twitter? Is at She War 
and the website is shewarshop.com. And Mark, but what's I, your? I love it. What's your Twitter, Mark? Oh, uh, Royal Arsenal MRA, I think. I can't, I can't remember, to be honest. I've had it for so long. Thank you very much to, for, to Mark for writing the book with not Gary Brazil, Matthew Bazel. Bazel. Yeah. I got Bazel. it right at the end. Brilliant. And thank you very much for joining us, Gav, being a, a cheeky, chopsy git that you are. Yeah, no, thank you very much for inviting me to, uh, to listen to Mark's ramblings. It's, it yes, thank been... you, Danny, for having us on. Very nice. Thank you. It's been a joy. Right, that was a Burkett Wonderland. We are an Arsenal podcast. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business.